there, this is Grace O'Brien on the campus of Huntington University. You're listening to Rooted. Make sure you subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes, and you can catch us every Thursday evening at 7 on 105.5 WQHU. And as always, you can stream Forrester Radio anytime, anywhere on ForresterRadio.com or through the Radio FX app. Today I'm sitting down with Jazlyn Rust. So Jazz, can you talk about what it was like growing up and like some of the family relations you had growing up in the small town? So I mostly grew up with my mom and my two sisters. When I was six years old, my parents divorced and I lived with my dad for a little while, but I was, I don't know, I call myself a pancake kid. I was like with my dad for a little while and my mom and my dad. And eventually there was some things that went on and I said, I'm going to move in with my mom. And so I moved in with my mom and I've been with her ever since. But when I was nine, Shauna, my youngest sister was born. So we have a nine year age difference. And then I have my sister Jade, who we're only two years apart. It's crazy to think that like, I'm going to be 21 years old in August and she's gonna be 19 in November like that's insane to think about I wouldn't say I had a normal childhood normal is not even anywhere close to a word I would use to describe it but I do think that there was a lot of love and I I don't remember a night ever going to bed and feeling unloved or worrying that I would wake up and my mom wouldn't be there or my sisters wouldn't be there so can you talk a little bit more about your dad and what it was like living with him I lived with my dad for a little while he was with a a woman who was just abusive I was in a pretty abusive household at that time and it was rather hard being someone who doesn't really understand what's going on but knows that it's wrong kind of thing. So I I lived with my dad for a little while and he worked third shift. So it was when I was getting up for school, he was just getting home and he was just leaving. And it was really hard to like catch that time. But when we did have that time, it was really nice. Sit down and watch movies or go out to dinner or something like that. Like we didn't do a ton but it was really good to have that that time with him I had wished that he would have been a part of my life more than what he was but for what time there was it was good time you no longer have some of that same time with your father uh so when I was 14 uh I found out that my dad had liver cancer and it shook my entire world I was just completely I still to this day don't have a word for what I was Uh, shocked, astonished, any of those words just don't seem strong enough for you to have a parent who's been so strong to look in front of you and say, I'm scared and I don't know what to do. So we we fought the battle, a hard, hard battle. So December of 2014, he had gone down to Florida and there was some things that transpired and I told him, I said, just go. I said, you want to go anyway, just go. To this day, I still kind of have a problem with with that way because it was my pride coming out. Because he kept saying, you know, if you don't want me to go, Jazz, I won't go. I won't go. And I said, you know, this is what you want. Just go. So he went. I got a call that told me that my dad wasn't going to live through the weekend. All of a sudden, you know, you're you're seeing your dad as, you know, he's getting better and he's being better. And then all of a sudden, it's your dad's not going to live through the weekend. So that was January of 2015. I got a call on that Friday. My mom, her boyfriend, me, and Jade drove to uh, University of Cincinnati Hospital. Got in the room, and he had a trach in, like a breathing tube and, and uh, you know, a feeding tube and things like that. And was, I mean, there's just a million and one machines on the wall, and there's doctors there and things like that. And we get there, and the, there's this young doctor there. I bet you he's not any older than I am now. We were standing there, and I was listening to him talk. 
And I'm a fairly intelligent person. Obviously, like, I'm distraught, but I'm, I'm perfectly fine. And I'm standing there, and every time he would say something to my dad or to the family, he would turn to me and Jade and go, well, this means... And I said, sir, I'm going to need you to stop. <laughs> I said, I'm fully competent of what this means. He, you know, apologized and things like that. And, of course, you know, my dad thought that was funny, and everybody else thought it was funny because they all know me well enough to know. So we... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> as, I, as a 17-year-old girl, I'm just like, you know, I'm, I know what I'm doing. And I don't need you to dumb down what my dad has. You haven't been here. I have. That was a Friday night. We stayed for a long while. I mean, I, I don't know what time we actually ended up leaving. I just remember going home and the sun was starting to come up. And it was about an hour and a half drive and... My mom was supposed to be at work in like 20 minutes by the time we got home and she called off work and, and stayed home with us. And Friday night we sat in the room. Uh, Saturday we we sat for a while at home. We didn't go back Saturday. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was just, you know, my mom needed sleep. We needed sleep. And it was just a lot to deal with at that time. Uh, Sunday we were going uh, to Mount Oreb to visit my grandma and I got a call that said, your dad has about 12 hours. I said, Mom, we've got to go. We have got to go to the hospital now. I remember my mom, she called my grandma and she said, hey, Mom, I can't come. The girls have got to go to the hospital. Eddie's dying. You never understand what pure silence sounds like until the only sound in the room is someone's heartbeat on a monitor. And so I, we sat there and I remember sitting there and it was just me and my dad in the room and to this day, I don't know if he could hear me or if he was listening or anything like that. But one of my dad's favorite hymns was Amazing Grace. And I just sat there and just cried and sang because one of, he was actually the first person to ever show me that I could sing. You know, I've sang all over the place. And so I, I sat there and I just sang and my family came in and we were all sitting around. And of course, this dead nail doctor comes back in and he tells us what's going on. And he looks over at me, doesn't say a word. So we, we dealt with that. We went back home. And mom had made us a promise that we would go back at 7 in the morning. I remember this like I'm sitting in the car right now. I was sitting on the right side in the back seat. And my mom said, we'll go 7 in the morning so we can spend the day with your dad. Okay, get home. But we dropped Jade off at my memos because she wanted to stay there. We drove home. And I remember going upstairs and just going to bed. I'm awoken at 3 o'clock in the morning. My mom said, come on, Jazz, we're going to go see your dad. And I looked over at my alarm clock and saw it was 3. And I said, well, yeah, we're going to go see him at 7. And she said, no, we need to go see your dad. I knew at that moment that he was gone. That's the other moment in my life where I realized you can actually hear a heartbreak if you listen close enough. And after I got the ringing out of my ears and my mom stopped hugging me, I got up. We got in the car. So me and my mom and David all got in the car and we drove up to pick up my sister and we drove to the University of Cincinnati to the hospice center up there. We walked in the place and it just smelled like lilac and mothballs. Like someone had attempted to cover up the smell of sadness and you can't. I was going to walk in and I grabbed my sister's hand. And she's one of those people who she won't cry in front of no one. She thinks she's an ox, but she's really just a pup. Grabbed her hand and she didn't let go of mine. 
And we walked in and we sat down right next to the bed. And there laid my dad in his favorite jersey. And we talked to him. And, and so I got up. I walked outside the room and my mom was standing there. And she said, Jazz, are you okay? And that was the first time in my life I ever had a panic attack. And I freaked out. And my mom grabbed me around the waist. And I just crumbled to the ground and it took her and my Edna to both get me stable enough to stand back up all of that to say the experience of losing my dad encouraged me so much more than I ever thought it would finding God's grace and finding God's love through something like that everyone says well you've had time you should be ready I would love to find someone who's actually ever been ready for something like that I could have fought from day one all the way to my 17th year and there's no way in God's green earth I would have ever been ready for this experience. In that same year, so I lost my dad January 19th of 2015. May 17th of 2015, I graduated high school. And August 27th, I moved to Huntington. So a year of change. And now that I look back at myself, I can honestly and proudly say I think my dad has never been more proud of me. That was a super long story. <laughs> but yeah, that's... uh that that's the story that's the truth i think faith and losing a parent are two of the hardest things that you're ever going to do and i say that to say this because both require you to lose a part of yourself but also both give you a chance to create something far more beautiful than yourself losing my dad taught me two things one there's much more beauty in the world than i ever thought because when my dad's birthday comes around and things like that, I see things that I know for a fact are him. There'll be weird flowers that have bloomed that never bloom. Like we had a, a flower last year bloom at the first of May in the middle of my yard. My mom has mowed that yard forever. And all of a sudden it just popped out of the ground. And I said, you know what? That's nothing short of a God thing. And it was right around the time of my dad's birthday. I said, that's nothing short of a dad thing. And I have my dad on right now. Like, I keep his ashes in a necklace with me. When he passed, the options were like an urn or a necklace. And I was like, well, I'm going to college. I don't really want to carry around an urn. I said, so this way I wear it when I travel or when I do uh, interviews and stuff like this. Because I, I know my dad is like always looking over me. But this way he has kind of like a, a front row seat to what's going on. So I really appreciate the platform uh, to be able to talk about faith and parents and things like that. I guess if I had any advice for people going through that, I would say think about what that parent would want for you. Do more. If you think that your parent would have wanted you to like get an A on that exam, get an A plus or try because there is too much in this world that our parents want for us. They may never admit it. We have a chance to create something bigger than ourselves and don't waste that.